Blog Talk Radio. being out of October and all, but uh, remember that the first half of October felt like the last, the second half of uh, July, but anyway, you know, fall is here, the apple cider, the, the apple cider donuts are out, and hot cider, all that good stuff, pumpkin pie, not to be confused, sweet potato pie, but anyway, thank y'all for tuning in this evening, this is your boy Scott Burks, I'm the uh, host of the Clown Hour podcast, and the podcast of podcast partner. I say that a few times of my sports blog called The Clown Times. Of course, spelled with K. You'll find me on web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can find me on Facebook. Just do a search. We'll rather, we'll hold up, we'll rather you on uh, 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 your smartphone, your laptop, your desktop, at work, playing hooky. Uh, just, just go to the search window and type in The Clown Times. Again, that's Clown Spell with K. And you'll find me there as well. We've got a lot to get into tonight. we got two. Major trades in the NFL, the Jalen Ramsey trade and the Marcus Peters trade. Uh, we're going to talk a little baseball, too. You know, the uh, America, the, the uh, league championship series and the playoffs. We got um, the, the, the Washington Nationals just on a roll. I mean, normally they're like, you know, when playoff, the playoff Nationals are not so good, but they've been rolling this, 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 this postseason. They're coming from behind, came from behind against Milwaukee and the, uh, and the wild card round. Uh, as well as coming from behind against the Dodgers, then again, that's a good that's a good matchup for the Nationals because similar to uh, playoff Washington's past, playoff Dodgers are not are not nearly as good as regular season Dodgers, and and and, and also again to Houston just putting a pitching clinic against my beloved Yankees. Um, but uh, and, and last, we're going to just wrap things up. We're talking about the NBA's drama with China, like what the hell is going on with it and what to make of it. And so to help me break it down, it's my co-host. Y'all know him from the Yard slash HBCU Sports, where I'm about all things HBCU Sports, as well as 
uh, Leasy Radio on Facebook Live every Tuesday night. So tune into that. Dwayne Nash in the house. What's up, partner? How you doing? Let me get you passed through. What's up? Man, I'm good. I'll say this. What is wrong with Patriot fans? My God. You would, you what would are those think, fans do now? <laughs> I mean, you, you would think <laughs> they would be the happiest fan base in the world, right, with their recent su- success. When you criticize them just a little bit, they, 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 they go crazy just a little bit. So I, I had a little incident <laughs> on, on Sleazy Sports yesterday where, you know, we do our weekly rankings. And I just happened mm-hmm. to rank the, the, the Patriots fifth this week in my top, oh, wow. know, in, in my NFL rankings, right? I, I thought those, those you know, it, I'm sorry? That's, that's fighting words for Patriots fans. You rate them. One thing, not to rate them second or first, but wow. You, you yeah, got your win on <laughs> Well, I went in on them. I had them fifth. You know, um, and if if you follow me on the show, normally I'm a little bit kinder to uh, uh, to the Patriots. But yeah, I mean, this season, if you look at their resume, if you look at who they've beaten, who have they right. beaten? I mean, they they've beaten the Skins, they've beaten the Giants, they've beaten the Dolphins, they've beaten the Steelers, who have a combined what three wins, four wins between the four teams? Yeah, three wins. The Steelers has two. Steelers have two wins, so yeah, three wins. Well, the Giants have two. two wins. No, four. Right. The Giants have two. Okay. Yeah, so between the four teams, they have four wins. And they're talking about how great this defense is statistically. Of course it would be great if you're playing against those four teams and the Buffalo Bills who, who can't move the ball offensively. Yes, you would have a great defensive stat. Yes, you have right. a good challenge. So, you know. Do I think there'll still be a playoff team at the end of the season? Of course. But for you to get upset about where I had them ranked in week six, week seven of the NFL season. Really, dude? Long season, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's Uh, a marathon, not a sprint, Patriots fans. Stop being so damn spoiled. Exactly. Just live in the moment. Just enjoy your life in the moment. I'll be in a state record, but whatever. Exactly. You're back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly, anyway, right? For the NFL. Right, right. So let's let's break down these two trades, man. Those are that was the main uh uh news of events of, of what was a moribund weekend in the NFL. You have the Marcus mm. Peters trade that came out before the Jalen Ramsey trade. Let's 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 hit those from that. Marcus Peters uh Trade to the Baltimore Ravens for a fifth for essentially for for Kenny Young linebacker and a mm-hmm. future tomato can in the form of a 2025th round pick. Okay, basically the Rams needed linebacker depth, and they, mm-hmm. plus they 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 they, they, they had to get Peters the hell out of there because Peters apparently was becoming more of a locker room cancer. He hasn't been playing. He's been playing okay. But I wonder if he's in his right mind ever since he was trucked on that pick six against the Buccaneers a few weeks back. But that's not here nor there. And then you have the the the, the Jaguars trailing away Jalen Ramsey for what amounts for amounts to be the King's ransom. Because yeah. the Jaguars got the Rams next year's first round pick, twenty twenty one's first round pick, and mm-hmm. 
fourth-round pick in the same year. So, I mean, look, I know those picks look alluring, two first-round picks next year and the year after. But, I mean, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me league, right? Mm-hmm. The NFL, after all, as, as, as Jared Glanzer once said, stands for not for long. Um, you know, it's like, I mean, look at what the Boston Celtics, what happened to the Boston Celtics. Celtics. I'll be in a different sport. All those first-round picks they have from the, from the Brooklyn Nets amount to, like, next to nothing in terms of, like, the return on the investment, right? Because they were mm-hmm. hoping to trade those picks to land a bigger fish, and they, that didn't happen. So, mm-hmm. unless the Jaguars have something from the mind, I mean, those first-round picks, while great, all right, are not a sure thing. We, we've been known no. that. So, basically, what the Rams got is a motivated and pissed-off Jalen Ramsey, who's still one of the two best cornerbacks in the league, arguably, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with 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 uh, with, uh, with uh, Lattimore out of New England being the best uh, uh, um, corner, and now you have, you know, and, and and now the Rams are showing up a weakness because, of course, a uh, um, to lead went down with an injury. Clay Matthews is hurt as well on the defense, so mm-hmm. that was a great trade for the Rams. And plus, look. Let's be real about something here. You know this as much as I do, and any other sports fans who are real educated. The, the, the Los Angeles market is not the most sports-driven market, if you will, no. because it's, it's, there's so much to do out there. You got the beach, you got Hollywood, you got the hot chicks and everything else, and, you know, you got the nice weather, and you got the, and, and you got the Lakers, and the Dodgers, yeah, exactly, and yeah. a of other LA teams. So, I mean, for them, because the Rams are moving to the new stadium next year in Inglewood, right, and 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 uh, in Hollywood Park. So mm-hmm. they don't want to move in there as a as, as a mediocre loser. They want to move in there as a great team, similar to what they were last season. So, give yes. me your thoughts on the Jalen Ramsey trade. Then you can work back if you like to the Marcus Peters trade. Um. Actually, I'm going to work backwards starting from your statement about um, the sports in L.A. Uh, I am in agreement yeah. agreeing right with in. you to a degree, right? You're going to look at it like All this. Right. The Lakers and the Dodgers, between the two of them, have been the longest standing sports teams in L.A. out of all the ones right. that are currently there. you got to remember the, uh, the Clippers moved right. from San Diego to uh, to right. L.A. in like the in, in the late seventies, early eighties, um, and then of course right. they the Rams were there for a minute, and then they left, and then of course the Raiders were there, and then they left, and now you bring in the Chargers, which <laughs> they shouldn't have left. Yeah, and then you know you they bring in the Chargers there, which is it's, it's foreign mm-hmm. to them because of course it, it used to be a rival of theirs, and. The the, the the Rams are kind of like a boyfriend you can't trust. Yeah, it's cute to have around. It's nice, you know, especially when they do good. But when they go, right. you know, how how attached are you to them? And, you know, I don't know if exactly. they necessarily trust them as of yet. So they're still in that phase right now trying to get comfortable with them, which I doubt that ever happens with the Chargers, which is still going to be interesting right. to, to, to me when it comes they're time for them to move to their big stadium. Right. Exactly. Yeah, all because the owner 
you know, didn't want to make that happen, which, you know, eh, it right. is what it is. But to answer it your question is, about right. Yeah, to answer your question about the Jalen Ramsey trade, yes, they get a, 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 a great piece and they get a motivated piece in Jalen. The thing is, though, and, and of course he, he does replace Marcus Peters, who, like you said, was considered to be a locker room cancer, and is a better corner than, than Marcus. But the, 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 the bounty that they gave up for him, like you said, with first-round picks, it's not necessarily a, 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 a guarantee, but right. for teams like the L.A. Rams that are going to end up being a little bit higher in salary come next year, especially if they keep the option oh, yeah. on, on Ramsey, his contract hikes yeah. up uh, considerably next year. Um, they're going to need some holes to fill. But I mean, they already have holes to fill. Mm-hmm. They don't need some something to fill those holes. And it will behoove right. them to do so on the cheap. Um, and one of the ways to do that is to draft great talent. So not all only will they potentially have to replace uh, uh, Aqib Tlaib, because, of course, he's 33, dealing with his issues, who's currently on IR. Then, you know, they, they brought in Clay, who's a little bit long in the tooth, who they may have to – who, I mean, who they have brought in a linebacker to kind of not necessarily replace him, but to be a seat filler. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be great if they, if they could have additional draft picks for those spots as well as someone to potentially uh, replace Todd Gurley because, let's face it, Todd Gurley may be on his last legs as a running back, not yeah, necessarily with the Rams, but in this particular league. And it is very yeah. sad because he is a very young guy who yeah. unfortunately just couldn't deal with the rigors or is having a difficult time right now dealing with the rigors of, of being that type of back. Um, so it would be great if they could have a pick somewhere to, to kind of deal with that and their offensive line that they're having issues with too. So, yes, they're, they're bringing in a great talent, but at what cost? And it wouldn't necessarily be a situation – that helps them out now, which to me looks kind of desperate, not only because, you know, they want to get back to being where they were last year, but they're also dealing with the likes of Seattle and San Francisco mm-hmm. looking as good as they're looking right now. So they actually yeah, have to catch up to them right now in, in order to be competitive in this division just to even have an opportunity to get back into the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see if it works out for them, if they can even make it into um, the wild card in this very competitive NFC this season. Because if it doesn't Mm -hmm. work, man, you know, they have a lot of pricey guys coming back on that roster next year. Yeah, exactly. And and to to your point about Jalen Ramsey, I saw the number. He's due. He's scheduled to earn thirteen point seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. That is a huge hike, brother, off of his rookie deal. And yeah, they're gonna pay the piper. The Rams gonna have to pay the salary cap piper because they already have Jared Goff signed. They already signed uh, uh, um, uh, what's the name of the wide receiver? I can't call his name. Um, is it anyway, I, I Cup or, or or Cooks that re- that recently got the deal? Yeah, yeah, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, yeah, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Um, Brandon Cooks, and they signed Todd Gurley, which that kind of is really going to screw them in the, in, 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 in the long haul. And yeah, um, and um, 
and um, uh, uh, Don. I mean, not Donna, but um, what's the what's what's the uh, defensive tackle's name? Oh, Aaron um, Donald who they resigned recently, yeah. Aaron Donald, yeah, yeah, and deservedly so. He deserves every deserve every bit of that money. He's earned every bit of that money, as mm-hmm. is Cook. So that's a lot of money out of the four the four stars, albeit damn near superstars. And now, I mean, if Rams is going to ball out like I think he will, you know, I mean, they're going to have to pay the price with the Rams, and the only way they're going to have to do it. To make it worth it is they win a Super Bowl. You gotta win a championship. Gotta and right now, to your point, it's not a sure thing this season because, to your point, Seattle is good. I mean, Russell Wilson is balling out of his, out of his mind right now. Should be, mm-hmm. in the, should be leading the MVP conversation. As well as the 49ers are unbeaten. The way they yeah. snapped around the Rams, and speaking of the Rams fans, Alexa, that whole stadium, it, it, I don't know if you watched that game. Or even seen a highlight or two. If you listen to the crowd, you could have sworn that was a that was a Forty Nineers home game. They oh, took wow. over the LA Coliseum because, to your point, they lost. They're, they're, they've now lost three in a row. The, the Rams, mm-hmm. and you know, again, what we say about the sports team, the sports market there, it's a fickle fan sports market. It's a fickle, very much so, it's a fickle market. Because again, there's so much to do. It's like. It was a nice day, Sunday, and Rams lost two in a row. The 49ers are coming to town. The Archibald 49ers are coming to town. And you know, those fans, those Rams fans probably give away their tickets to the 49ers fans. I mean, when the hell did that happen? I mean, yeah. definitely not the 70s and 80s. <laughs> Never would have seen that happen. But uh, I can tell, yeah, I can tell you another place that. where that happens. <laughs> okay. Right Uh-oh. up the street from me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get a whole set heck. That is another place where that happens on the regular, and I'm afraid oh, to see what happens this Sunday with the Niners coming here. With them being yeah. a cross-country team, still it's very rare that the Niners get a chance to come to D.C., so the Niners fans that are East Coast guys will have an opportunity to see them play on with the Redskins of dubbed homecoming. But, you know. Yeah, they're going to stick up with the stadium. Because the, the point I still have a lawyer following. Yes, like, uh, like from the eighties and nineties, they they still yes, have a I mean, my, I mean, my younger brother's a big, still to this day, forty-three year old forty nine fan. Grew up yeah. in Greensboro, North. I mean, grew up in Winston, North Carolina. So it's, you know, go figure. But the point is, is that they're going to take over FedEx Field. And speaking of up the street for you, let's go up a little further. Does Marcus Peter change life in Baltimore, or is this like a myth? Wow. I I think it was with you I had this conversation where I said, for whatever reason, the Baltimore Ravens defense, regardless of who you put in there, they always Mm -hmm. seem to to be competitive. You add another piece there with Marcus Peters. I don't necessarily want to call it a meh situation. It'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see how he adapts in this defense because, you know, he, he, he came from the Chiefs. That nef- it, was a, it was an active defense when he was there, but they weren't world stoppers. You know, when he was right. the Rams, they weren't necessarily consistent world stoppers because they had their moments where, you know, they got toasted last season, you know, i.e. the Chiefs right. game. 
but they had their moments where they were pretty stout. Now he comes over to a, a defense that's relatively competitive. I want to see how he's going to play and how he's going to adapt. It's going to take him a couple of weeks to learn this defense. You know, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts and, and mm-hmm. whether or not he ends up becoming, you know, just this sore thumb that stands out in, in that secondary, that, that offense is up to attack. But, um, Shadow, I, w- I wish I knew what the Ravens' defense, not defense, but what their um, – the upcoming schedule look like because that would be the telltale mm-hmm. based upon what QBs he would have to face over the next couple of weeks to see whether or not he would actually have time to get his footing under him and, and get comfortable in this 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 um this defensive set that he's moving into. Yeah, I'm pulling up I'm pulling up their versus schedule right now, but as I'm doing that one has to wonder what the hell does it is a a, a talent like Marcus Peters doing doing being traded not only once but twice in the last few seasons. That's just that's just a that's just a damn shame because he's very talented. He's a Pro Bowler. Yes, he is. And yes, he is. That, and the Rams shipped his ass out of town for a linebacker who they may or may not be able to use, and mm-hmm. a tomato can in the form of twenty twenty uh, uh, fifth round pick. I mean, seriously. Well, uh, I mean, uh, according, I, just, I just can't believe that he's been traded so many times. I'll get to Marcus Peters in, in just a moment. But the um, the linebacker, yeah. I can't remember what his name is on top of my head, that the, the Rams they get. somebody. There, there's some that believe that Wade Phillips in the young. will make him into something out there in L.A. Okay. That he has this ability to take these linebackers that no one knows about you know, because, of course, Phillips is a defensive savant, and he just puts them in a position for them to, right. to, 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 to shine. And there are people right. who expect him to do that exact same thing with this guy that's coming over now. But with um, as, as for Peters and why he is traded, you know, it's, it's certain levels when it comes to sports, right? You, you, you have those good – you have great players – and then you just have uh, when you talk you talk about the, the both ends of the spectrum. You have your greats, and then you have your guys that just barely make the roster, right? And then it's an interesting mm-hmm. spectrum between them, right? And a couple right. of pegs below uh, your great player, the, the, the great guy who won, you'll try your damnedest not to ship out, right? And if you do, right, you want to get a king's ransom for him if you do. Right, because you right. don't want to be one who gets rid of a once in, in the blue moon generational player like that great guy, right? And there, there's several guys in every right. sports league like that. Then you have your guy that's right below them. It's damn good, but for whatever reason, he's not great enough. To, to 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 say that I have to have a king's ransom for, because there's there's right. a hole in his game. It's something about his game that's not absolutely complete, or he's slowly starting to diminish. But he's still a great player, and he has worth, right. and you're able to get assets for him, which makes him 
very interesting trade bait. Now, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, he, he gets traded from from uh, one spot to another and he sticks. In other instances, for whatever reason, he just can't seem to stick around in certain in, in, in certain franchises. So he goes from franchise to franchise. And it seems like he's hopping. But for, we don't necessarily know exactly why. It could be locker room cancer. It could be him having difficulty learning the playbook. It could be, um, you know, his comfort level playing within that city. Whatever reason it is, it could be a a, a, a litany of reasons, right? But that guy mm-hmm. is still good enough that he still attracts interest where someone's going to say, hey, I can take that guy and I can make him work in my system until they find out, oops, I can't make him work in my system. Would anyone else be interested in taking him? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Marcus Peters is one of those guys. Well, you asked me about the, the, the teams that are playing, the, the offenses that they're playing the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. This coming weekend, this weekend, they go to Seattle. Mm. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, welcome to Seattle, bro. There you go. And then the following week, they host the Patriots on Sunday night. Oof. They got back-to-back. Russell Wilson, I'm Brady. Good luck with that, uh, 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 <laughs> Uh, Lamar Jackson and company and that defense. Uh, <laughs> good luck with keeping up with those two teams. Then they they go to Cincinnati. That's a win. Mm-hmm. Then they host the Texans. Uh, 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 John Watson. He's flying. Yeah. He's another guy who's on the MVP radar. Then they mm-hmm. go to the Rams. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. a, a kind of a pseudo homecoming of sorts for for Peters. They that's mm-hmm. a Monday nighter. Then they host the 49ers the following week, mm. okay? Then it gets a little easier from there. They they, they go to they visit Buffalo, although albeit Buffalo is a, has a great defense, but a pop gun is more powerful than that offense. Then, yes. the, then they get the Jets at home. Then they go mm-hmm. visit Cleveland. That's a scary one, though. That's a scary game. Mm-hmm. Then they host my Steelers. So mm. if you look at it, the next two weeks, they face the top two passes in the league, two of the top passes in the league, and uh, Wilson and Brady. And mm-hmm. then two weeks after that, they get Deshaun Watson and Jared Goff and John McVay-led offense back-to-back weeks. And they'll yeah. excuse me, my, my bad, and they follow that up with a trip with, with hosting the Niners the following, yeah. that following week. So and with Kyle Shanahan, the offense of mine. So, yeah, so this is the Ravens' season. The next, what's it, one, two, three, four, five, five out of six, six games will determine their season. Yeah. And so I understand why they had to make the move to get a, albeit the score of Peters. Well, I think it's kind of hurt. Right? I think he's, I don't know if he's nicked up right now, but I know he's, he's having attitude issues in, in, in L.A. Why, I don't know. But anyway, the point is, is is, is 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 that this you know this should help Baltimore some? I mean, especially the pairing of Peters with um, with Earl Thomas would not be a mm-hmm. bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the defense has been playing as well as they have been in the past. I mean, keep in mind Cleveland lit their asses up like three weeks ago. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, they almost gave away a game to the Bengals. 
last week. So, so this is going to make or break their season. So I understand the desperation, but at least Baltimore didn't have to give him a king's ransom to get Peters, like no. Rams did with Ramsey. So mm-hmm. we're, we're interested to see what, what, like what happened there. Um, but speaking of the Washington D.C. area, I think it's apropos for me to ask you, how about the Nationals? Right up the street, or right down the street from you, depending on where you're at. And how, tell me something. How, how is D.C. right now with their Nationals, being that that the Redskins suck to high heaven and the Warriors <laughs> may not be so good this year? How do they feel the Nationals right now? What's the, what, what's the vibe in D.C. right now? Oh, my God. The vibe in D.C. in, in terms of uh, responding to sports, they are loving yeah. what is going on right now. You have to remember, you know, throughout the majority of my lifetime, it's been the Redskins and legit nothing else right. because there was no baseball team. The closest baseball team was Baltimore and in the early 80s is when the Orioles were relevant and then not so much. I mean, they had Cal and, and the team was kind of competitive in the 90s, but eh, still not much. And you had, you know, the, the Caps, the Caps were going through their hard time, and the the Bullets slash Wizards, they were going through their struggles. So all you had was the Redskins. And right. when they added the, uh, the Nationals, you know, the, the Nats came in town being just who they once were, the Montreal Expos. So – you just had right. this huge malaise in the sports town where no one was necessarily doing well. And, of course, Daniel Snyder gained ownership of the Skins, and the Skins started to slowly take their, their, their tumble. But the fan base still held on, right? right? 20 years later, they're tired of the Skins. They were looking for a winner. And like yep. Webster, then came you with the Cats. <laughs> they win a, a Stanley Cup a year and a half ago, and the, the the Nats have been competitive over the past five years. But the thing is, you just couldn't figure out who you were going to get with the Nats. Then they start their season out as poorly as they did. There was conversation about getting rid of Davey Martinez, trading away Mark, uh, Max Serger, trading away yep. – uh, Steven Strasburg, just getting rid of everyone um, and, 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 and trying to get ready for the future um, post-Bryce. Oh, my God, we didn't do enough to keep Bryce. They get to the All-Star break at, what, 47 and 42? Mm-hmm. And, and then everything the changed. Off. And then everything yeah. changed. You go 46 and 27 after the All-Star break. You know they they end the season winning eight straight. They get into the they get into the wild card game with with Milwaukee, a winnable game, but with this team's history, you know of not being able to advance to the next round in in the MLB playoffs. You know they would just hope they would get past my, uh, Milwaukee, which they did. Fans go crazy. Right. Next thing you you know you got right. the Dodgers. Oh no. We don't know if we want to get past the Dodgers, you know, with, with the, the pitching staff that they have. Right. Oh, wow. Right. 
we're up on the right. Dodgers. And it wasn't, wasn't that amazing? Those two back-to-back come from behind. Milwaukee, when they were dead in the water, I think they scored the runs out of the eighth or ninth inning. And then mm-hmm. the, the, the Dodgers. I mean, granted, they were helped out by the Dodgers manager going brain dead and bringing Clayton Kershaw, who's Mr. Non, uh, with his suspect uh, postseason record and performance. Yeah. They brought his ass there for relief, and he proceeded to give up two back to back home runs. Um, yeah, they were helped with that that managerial blunder, but then again, they were still within striking distance in, in game uh, five. You know what I'm saying? And mm. it puffed them to death. But they took apart the Cardinals. They never. That's trailed. the thing. No one. Oh so, my Well, first and foremost, for them to get over the Dodgers was a huge deal, right? And then the fact that they didn't they have to take my Rays. Made it right. even more delightful. But, you know, there was still some trepidation there because, of course, the way that the Cardinals handled the Braves in Game 5 and that pitching staff that they have, there was still a little trepidation there on whether or not the Nats could, you know, handle the, 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 the Cardinals. They go to St. Louis, they win Game yeah. 1. They handle them. But they, 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 they handle the Game 1. Game two, they destroyed them in, in, in St. Louis. That's when it started to get real to a lot of fans. No one wanted to necessarily get too giddy because, of course, no one they're still dealing with, with super sports superstition here. No one wanted to say anything. No one wanted to get too happy. But the end of the tunnel was right there in the sights with, with two games under the belt, winning on the road, and you had two games left at the crib. They win those two games, and sports fans are loving it. And this is coming on the heels of the Washington Mystics winning the WNBA title. So now you have three pro franchises in D.C. that have had one championship in the past year. Well, that have competed for a, a world championship in the past year and a half. And everyone else is saying Redskins who at this point. Because it's such a double mm-hmm. fire right now. Like I said, this homecoming game, and I'm doing that in air quotes, is coming up against the undefeated uh, San Francisco 49ers. And the right. Redskins, who traditionally have, a, have rained on other teams' parades by making announcements, making deals whenever these other teams have done something positive, just can't mm-hmm. seem to do that right now. They tried to do it by beating the Dolphins during the playoff run with the Nets, but it's the Dolphins. If they can somehow pull off something against the Niners this weekend, which I doubt very seriously, once again, right. it'll be an attempt. But you still can't rain on the parade of the, the Nets making it to the World Series. First time in what, like 85, 86 seasons? That a World Series game will be played in, in the in the in the district, it is phenomenal, phenomenal, and these guys are doing nothing. Well, these fan, this fan base is living it up, and they are highly excited right now. And even though I'm a Braves That's fan, awesome. man, I I can say that I am happy for them. I am very happy for them because mm. I felt bad when the the calls for Davey Martinez's job was was coming. In the middle of the season, I don't. I don't want to see anyone get fired in the middle of the season. I don't care how bad you, you're doing. 
at least give them to the end of the year. Yeah. But you know, right? I'm, I'm like I said before. I, I, I'm upset that my Braves never got an opportunity to play against them in, in the NLCS. But um, yeah, I'm happy for them. What for the, the hell was going, man? What the hell was don't, that in game five? I mean, against how, the Cubs. Y'all, y'all even about to show right up? <laughs> no. No, and then, then that's the worst part, of course, is the fact that, you know, if you do the math, that game happened mm-hmm. two years, eight months, and three days after the Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. So you have 28-3 all over again. Oh, Lord. Here yeah. come the memes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the memes have been floating Atlanta around, so you know, you know. Yeah, there you go. It's that Atlanta curse. Oh, uh, the Patriots yeah. curse, I should say. Um, yeah, man. I mean, to your point, when the Nationals start out the year, I was thinking, well, shit. I guess the Phillies got the got the get like uh, got the last laugh because they remember the Phillies came out the gate in first place. Yeah. Albeit it's early because you know baseball's a long ass season. But still, mm-hmm. no one, and I mean no one, expected the Nationals to take off the way they did after the All-Star break. They just, no. they just obliterated the wild-card race and, you know, just got a date with Milwaukee and did that thing. Of course, we know what they are now. And they are on the road. They have a, they have Mark Scherzer, mm-hmm. uh, Steven Strasburg, mm-hmm. and I forget the name of the dude that pitched last night who was not that bad, half bad either. Um, God, I forget what his name is, too. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a stud, too. So they have studs in the starting rotation. And they have good – they do a good job of manufacturing runs. You know who they remind yeah. me of? The Houston Astros. Houston they, Astros. The Houston Astros. They're built the same way. An awesome pitching staff. All mm-hmm. by a team that can manufacture runs like nobody's business. Good timely runs. Doesn't get right out in the big moment. I mean, it's not even fair what Houston has. They are no. dying for riches. They're just stupid. They're just stupid talented. But uh, <laughs> you know, and my Yankees are finding that out right now. So basically, Garrett Cole did what Garrett Cole did last night, like to do last night, and shut down my Yankees. After like after we put a seventh spot on the on on, on them in game one and had them dead the right to game two. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. Verlander. So now Houston's back in the catbird seat, and of course it's rain today, but uh, the night so they got to delay the shit till tomorrow. But the fact of the matter is, we are possibly looking at a Houston, Washington, World Series. Two teams that are very similar. I think mm-hmm. with Washington being, a, I think they're, they're very similar. I was gonna say Washington was a slightly younger version of Houston, but they're very similar. So that's gonna be exciting as hell. And I'm mad that Washington picked this time to make the World Series three years or four years after I made the move from D.C. <laughs> back to Cincinnati. I'm mad about that. I'm so mad about that because I've never been in the city, living in the city. I mean, we visited uh, Las Vegas when they were at, when the um, when the uh, Vegas Knights were in the Santa Cup Finals against the Washington Capitals. As a matter of fact, we were there for Game Five. But mm-hmm. I've never been in the spot where I was living, place where I lived, where in the same place where a local sports team was in any type of championship. Well, I take that back. 
I like uh, I live in North Carolina when uh, the Carolina Hurricanes made the Stanley Cup final. I was living in Greensboro. Yes. No, which is uh-huh. at the time. So that's 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 the that's the only time. But still, that's not local because Winston is an hour and a half drive from Raleigh. So I can't really mm-hmm. count that. <laughs> so, so I mean, again, I'm happy for the Nationals fans. I'm happy for the sports fans there. Similar to what the Capitals gave them, gave, gave y'all like what two no, two years ago, I guess it is now. About um, a year and a half ago, yeah. So, a year and a half ago, yeah. So, uh, I mean, hey, it's not. I know it's not the Redskins. But at least y'all got something going on. And so that's and you know what? That's the weird part about it. A lot of the fans don't care. A lot of which is weird because, like I said before, this town, which was such a Redskins town, they are so numb to the foolishness which is going on in Ashburn right now that they mm. don't. I care what's going on at FedEx right now, especially with the mm. fact that they have this new shiny toy that they're playing with. You know, the, the other toy and the caps still ain't that old. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 mm. they, that thing still has a little luster on them too. So they have this stuff to deal with now that they don't have to to, to, to deal with the beleaguered skins right now. They get they just they they're turning their backs on them until this organization does something to right itself. And Daniel Snyder, mm. if he's not feeling the pressure right now, because that was the thing, for at least the last 10 years, it didn't matter how bad they were. Everybody else was bad too, and they could steal right. that headline. Now they're having the like, – I listen, you know, I listen to DC. I listen to the DC sports talk radio, um, uh, as opposed to national stuff. I get my national stuff whenever I get an opportunity to, but right, you know, it, it's mainly DC sports talk. And normally around this time, it's getting ready for game day on Sunday. Not now. Mm. Not the past month. Oh God, no. That's bad. It's been that, 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 that's what in the getting the wild card, and that's winning the wild card. And that's moving on against the Dodgers. That's the kidding against the Dodgers. And that's beating the Dodgers. And that's moving on to the cards. Oh, my God, the Nets have an opportunity to make it to the World Series. It's been Nets, 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 and no one has blinked and thought about the football team. They're, 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 mm. at, at best, if they're talking about the team, they're talking about what they're no longer doing with the team. I heard a guy on the radio call in today and basically say, I'm turning in my season tickets with um with the skins and, and my tailgate stuff and I'm gonna end up just doing the caps and the that. Why not? Mm. Wow. Wow. So, so it's pretty real there, basically. It's pretty it's real real. It is real. Yeah. Now, you know, I, they would love to win the World Series, but they're so elated right now that they they're 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 happy to be there, but they want more. It's just, it's, 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 right. it, it almost it has that exact same feeling as when the Caps made it to the Stanley Cup a couple of uh, a year and a half ago. They were happy to be there, but they want mm-hmm. more. Right, right. Oh wow, wow. So it's 
I feel for Washington sports fans. But hey, again, at least you got the Nationals. You had the Capitals a year and a half ago. Yeah, albeit they lost in the first round to the Panthers uh, to the Hurricanes in the last season's playoffs. But still, I got the chip. That was rough. Got the chip, but though. you know what? They were <laughs> the, the, the Caps fans and the, and, the, and the DC sports fans were still in that malaise of we won the the, the cup. That you know that oh, they sure. they kind of they, it, it was it was it was rough, but they were like, eh, okay, we got next year, we'll deal with next year. But yeah. Yeah, the the Nats, I mean, my God, yeah. <laughs> but that's cool, man. We're in the story. We're in the podcast on this, man. Going from a high to a very interesting low. That's the NBA drama with the People's Republic of China. Now, yes. Now, the those I know a lot of people. Uh, you have to be living underneath a rock to not know what's going on. And also, mm-hmm. Houston general manager Daryl Morrison out his tweet in support of the protests in Hong Kong. He said like something about freedom, uh, which I don't have a problem with. It's just that he probably didn't get the memo that the NBA is not only in business with China, but they're in the freaking bear with China. I mean, his own organization is China's favorite team. They yes. some rockets because of one Almin, right? Mm-hmm. And so Daryl Morey, he, he deleted his original tweet now, and he went on a, not a Twitter storm, but he spent two tweets like trying to clarify his tweet. He, he said, you know what? I bet what happened to him? Someone got to his ass and said, you know we do business with China, right? You know we got millions <laughs> of dollars left in China, right? You know he's about to fuck up this golden edge, right? <laughs> so that's why he went out. Me, look, I understand what he was doing, and he and I know he knows what's going on in China, with mm-hmm. in, in, in particular Hong Kong. And I know he knows. So mm-hmm. I just thought that he tweeted what he thought were his beliefs, and you know, and I support his his beliefs because you know we all know what for those of you who don't know what Hong Kong people in Hong Kong. Are protesting about about not wanting to get back with China. Uh, I would encourage you to do some googling and some research and educate yourself. And mm-hmm. Speaking of educating oneself, enter one LeBron James when someone asked him about it. Now, mind you, he had a few ten days or so to stew on this, to think on this, and so you know that I mean, being that his squad was playing Brooklyn for two exhibition games over in China, someone's going to get to him. As mm-hmm. he, because he's been outspoken on many other issues, and rightfully so. I'm glad he's been outspoken. But when he said, quote, I don't want to get into a, a view with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand, and he spoke. Now, look, that, that, what that sounded like to me was him saying, he should shut up and not fuck up this money. That's what, he, that's what I thought LeBron was saying, and that's what I thought he meant was when he said Maury was not educated on the situation. Mm-hmm. I just looks bad. It just, to me, it looks bad because, again, you, they have to know what type of oppressive regime China is. And what makes it worse is that not only, I mean, China's never like North Korea, nor Cuba, nor even Russia. They're a superpower. Yeah. This is them. They're, 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 I mean, that's just rare for a communist country. And China was not always a superpower. They are a superpower now. They're rivaling our country, okay, mm-hmm. to the point where they have this 
this trade war with our guy, do we call it president, but I, I, I won't turn it to a political thing. But the point is, is that, you know, this is, I mean, I, I just thought that LeBron should have taken a more measured response. I thought that he said, that should have said something to the tune of, you know, hey, I'm not really well versed in this. You know, Daryl Moore, he's, he's entitled to his opinion. I do believe in freedom as well. Some to that effect, but so, or if he should, if he could have said no comment. I mean, now he's getting skewered by media members, fans, oh, yeah. and 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 and, uh, and China to burning his damn jersey as we speak. So, give me mm-hmm. your thoughts on what's going on with India and China. Like, should LeBron has spoken out and he's been more supportive of of Daryl Moore in the sense that and be more cognizant of what people in Hong Kong are protesting about, or should he just Stay in this land and just say no comment. You know what? I can't necessarily say what LeBron should have said, right? Sure. But I can suggest what he should have thought before he, he spoke. Mm-hmm. Hey, bruh, you know what this whole Hong Kong thing is like? Colin Kaepernick and the whole I can't mm-hmm. read campaign, yep. or, or not, I shouldn't call it campaign, but the, the whole I can't breathe movement. That is exactly what this is. The thing is, their skin tone isn't the same as ours, so it makes it a little mm-hmm. bit more difficult in order for people, you know, to, to, to kind of associate themselves with, right? Because it's exactly, sure. it's, 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 it's people Wanting, you know, you know, social, social rights. The same thing. It just happens to be yep. they're in a different country. And when you, you when you say something like that, especially with you being in the position that you were in, and, and, and being in the right. forefront of that position uh, as it as it pertains to to social issues in America, it makes it seem like. And a lot of people felt the same way that those issues, or your 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 thoughts on that issue, those issues, stop basically at the um, at the borders of the United States, which right. makes him look very very selfish. Right. Yeah, and here's the thing too, man. There's a there's a report, there's an article on Yahoo Sports that pretty much. Goes into the detail of what the LeBron James and Lakers face, players face, when the, in, in in China as a result of this, they face canceled appearances. Apparently, lost more than a million dollars in terms of endorsement in China, and you know it's, you know again like you said, the Lakers and Brooklyn Nets played there for two games, and it said like LeBron was later planning to handle important business in China, so he had. And, you know, mainly I'm just working on Space Jam too, so you know he 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 has a lot at stake in China. You know, as far as Nike and Beats and Beats by Dre as well, where where two things that 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 LeBron uh, uh, is sponsored by. You know, so he he, he yeah, <laughs> uh, so. I, I again, it just, it just seems to me that he should have taken a more measured approach, or just stayed out of it. 
Because yeah. you know what? I don't know if you see China's response. I get this. I get the CCTV, the state-run station, um, mm-hmm. that will show games of the past. They decided not to show any games, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. their response, I don't have the exact response in front of me, but from my recollection, it essentially, ironically, given that the conservatives are coming after, after LeBron and the NBA, mm-hmm. and notably Steve, Steve, Steve Kerr and uh, Coach Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, among others, that they, the People's Republic of China, CCTV, essentially told the NBA, just shut up and dribble. That's, okay. that's, that's essentially what... That's exactly what that state run session in China told the NBA and LeBron James. So I should say LeBron James and the NBA. So I don't know what's going to happen with their relationship, the NBA's relationship with China going forward. I just think that, you know, I mean, let's just be, be, be real. The, the NBA is not the only American-based corporation that does business in China. Mm-hmm. mentioned before, Nike, these five yeah. brands. Probably mm-hmm. several other well-known Fortune 500 companies do business with China. They're not the NBA is not the only one, and I think the NFL was looking to do some business with China in the past. I don't know if they're doing it mm-hmm. anymore, but the point is, is that for those of us who come down on the NBA, and yet not on these other corporations, and plus half the shit we wear and use are more than likely it's made in China. Made in China. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So what are we gonna do? I'm like, look, I'm in the sunroom of my house. The flat screen TV I'm looking at right now is Sony. Where's Sony <laughs> based on? China. China. Yep. Okay, I have a PlayStation. I have a PlayStation Two from way back in the day. Still have it in the box in storage. <laughs> Where did it come from? China. China. So, look, I mean. If that if that if if, if, you, if you're coming out if anybody out there come down to the NBA, be prepared to give half your shit back <laughs> to the to the country <laughs> because what you're using, what vehicle you're driving, chances are came from China or Japan, but mainly China. Um, yeah, so it's just crazy, man. I just wish I don't I don't know what the fall's gonna be, man. I mean, it's not looking good for the NBA, but. I guess the moral of the story is, and again, I, I'm not coming down there more for tweeting his feelings, but think what, but but just what, uh, like um, Herman was once said, do not press send. That's the that's the moral of the story. <laughs> now, I'll say this though. Sand. I will say this. Yeah, now that you can't put the ketchup. Oh yeah, now you can't put the ketchup back in the bottle. The thing is this. Right. Is the, 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 the same way. That, you know, we as African-Americans want everyone else to be sympathetic to our plight. We, right. in turn, have to be sympathetic to others. And and, and that's True. the only way well that said. this whole thing is going to work where everyone understands everyone. We keep saying that we, we right. need to have this conversation, but no one necessarily wants to have this conversation. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> in some cases, it's going to come down to something being sacrificed that we don't like. And in this case, with the NBA right. and with LeBron James and with the companies that he's he's sponsored by, have business relationships with, this this Space Jam movie that he has coming out, mm-hmm. it's gonna be affected unless they somehow rectify the situation 
with with China, or China gets things right. right with Hong Kong. So either way, something's going to have to be done, right? And right. it would kind of behoove the NBA and LeBron James <clears throat> that if that's how they feel about Hong Kong, to not be afraid of China and do something that they're not going to feel comfortable with. Because I, I'm, my thought mm-hmm. process is the rest of the world will fall in line with the NBA if they come out in support of, of human rights. Because that's what, that's what everyone's looking for at the end of the day. Everybody wants to be treated right, right? Correct. And people will support you if you end up doing the right thing. Even though in this situation, it's going to be very hard. And like you said before, mm. the NBA is deep in bed with China. And unfortunately, what oh, happens yeah. when when you when you make someone that you deep in bed with upset, you're going to end up doing something that maybe you're not comfortable with in order to make them happy, or you're just going to have to step away until they calm down. So it's going to have to be either or, right? And, and and that's right. what's going to have to happen, man, because the, the one thing LeBron does not want to end up looking like in this situation, which is kind of what people are already pointing at, is a hypocrite. Come out. Exactly. If, if, if you're going to be about social issues, be about all social issues. And I understand that you right. want to go ahead and have your scene, but while you're trying to get your scene, others are trying to get their scene too so that everybody can be sympathetic with everyone. I, I'm, I'm not saying right. don't support your folk. Support your folk. But you got to understand there's some other people who need help too, man, and you can't go ahead and sell them out because you're just trying to sell shoes. Exactly. Well said, brother. Well said. Hey, hey man, take a lot next week, man. Hey, enjoy the games this weekend. Maybe the skins will surprise you in the Niners game. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, <laughs> Hey, my Aggies got a big one coming up against FAMU, baby. If they can go ahead and get FAMU, right. you know, it, 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 it might be an easy road to it. That, uh... <laughs> but they got to go to yeah, Tallahassee to, to get it done. So it's going to be a big one. There you go. Glad you said that, Nick. I almost forgot. Uh, good looking out. And see you next week, brother. Peace out. No diggity. Peace. No doubt. That's my guy, Dwayne Ash Priest. Again, check him out on the yard, such as HBCU Sports. We're asking about all things HBCU Sports, as well as Sleazy Riddle every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. Thank you all for tuning in to the Clown Hour. This is Scott Burke signing off. Oh, 